0: Words are more complicated than we realize. There have been a lot of times I've stared at my phone trying to understand someone's text or I've read and reread a question on an exam just trying to make sure I understand the wording.
1: And sometimes words can mean different things to different people. This actually came early in my marriage when I realized my wife and I had a different definition for a couple versus a few of something. So in my mind, a couple meant exactly two, but for my wife, it was about two, but definitely less than five. So a couple bucks or a couple days could mean different things to the two of us.
0: That's a great example. So imagine that happening with scripture. If I'm honest, I don't usually pay a ton of attention to the meaning of words. I assume it should be easy for me to understand because it's translated into my language.
1: So really we assume that the languages the Bible was written in work the same way as English.
0: Yeah, I don't even think about the original language. We can assume that the Bible is using words the same way we would use them.
1: But that's not always true. It's easy to forget that even though the Bible was written for us, it was not written directly to us. We're not the original audience.
0: When we read the Bible, it's like reading someone else's mail. And the Bible doesn't always use words the same way we would use them.
1: The Bible was written to ancient peoples who shared different worldviews, different mental pictures of a whole host of concepts. They spoke different languages, Greek and Hebrew. So when we open our Bibles, we're not just having a cross-cultural experience, but we're going back in time.
0: A word that shows this really well is the word love. What immediately comes to mind?
1: Well, the English word love can be used for almost anything. I can use the same word to describe my feelings for my wife, some catchy new song, bacon avocado toast, or something I read on social media.
0: And even when we use love to describe marriage, we live in a culture where 41% of marriages end in divorce. So our whole concept of love is warped by our cultural worldview. We focus on feelings and emotions rather than loyalty and actions.
1: So, the concept of our word love lacks the force of the Hebrew word, the word hesed.
0: First of all, hesed meant so much more than what we think of when we think of love. You can actually see it in the way we translate Hesed into our English Bibles.
1: That's right. It's translated variously as steadfast love, loving kindness, goodness, kindness, favor, good deed, merciful kindness, loyalty, generosity, love, and enduring commitment.
0: There are actually around 14 English words used to translate this one Hebrew word.
1: Hesed held the meaning of unwavering, acted out loyalty. It was faithful and committed generosity. There are generally four main parts to it.
0: First, it's always connected to actions. Hesed necessitates actions to back it up. If love isn't enacted, then it is not Hesed.
1: Second, and most surprisingly to me, it's not primarily used to describe an internal feeling. When we use the English word love, I think of it mostly as an internal state, how I feel about someone or something. But Hesed is only rarely used that way. It assumes warm feelings, but the feelings are not the focus of the word.
0: Third, Hesed is enduring and unchanging. It's completely resolute. It's not going anywhere because it's precisely for the hard times.
1: Fourth, Hesed is undeserved. It's never transactional. It's this deeply generous, uncalled-for love that's active for the long haul. So when does the Bible actually use hesed?
0: It's used over 240 times in the Hebrew Bible, so the Old Testament, and especially in the Psalms when the authors are thinking about how the Lord saves His people from their enemies.
1: The most famous time it's used is when the Lord describes His own character for the first time. Through the first hundred or so pages of Scripture, there are many times when people describe God, but it isn't until Exodus 34 that God describes Himself.
0: When He does... He says he's compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in Hesed and faithfulness.
1: We can see that the Lord redeemed his people from slavery because of his Hesed. And all through the Psalms, David sees God's rescue as stemming from his Hesed.
0: This was interesting to me. In Psalm 5, David was thinking of the temple and how people can really know the Lord. David says, But I, because of your Hesed, can come into your house, the temple. David paints this picture that the only reason we can be in relationship with this great God is because he is Hesed.
1: In the next song, David says, Turn, Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your Hesed." This is wild. Imagine you're trying to convince the Lord to save you, and you need to finish the sentence, Save me because. What do you say?
0: David doesn't list reasons why he's worthy of saving. He knows that the Lord's said doesn't work that way. It's not transactional.
1: And that is why David appeals to God's own character as the reason why God should act to save him.
0: It's interesting to see how the biblical authors use this word. Because when I was young, I always heard people say that the Old Testament God seems so angry. And in the New Testament, he's so nice and loving.
1: And that's a really common view. But learning about the word said can really help us understand the storyline of the Old Testament so much better. Think about it. The Old Testament is full of stories about faithless, fickle people who were constantly worshiping other gods and sinning in atrocious ways. We'll get to see some of that in a future episode when we talk about the word idolatry.
0: Despite the horrors of Israel's sin, and they really were horrific, the Lord still showed hesed toward these seriously undeserving people.
1: The Old Testament really is a story of a God of hesed love so ready and wanting to save, protect, and bless. This story finds its culmination in Christ. We killed him. Humans killed him. But even the people who were nailing Jesus to the cross, he wanted to forgive.
0: The cross is a perfect picture of what the Heset of God looks like. Totally undeserved, enacted, loyal love, bringing salvation to an undeserving people. Jesus loved us with such finality that we can know he is not going anywhere.
1: People even taunted Jesus on the cross to come down, but he didn't. Even though he was able to leave the cross, it was completely out of the question. He wasn't going anywhere.
0: He would pay whatever it cost to save the undeserving, even his own life.
1: So how do we fit into this picture? What does the Lord's said have to do with us? And does it really matter if we read the Bible and just use our normal definition of the word love?
0: I think it really matters. Think about how this changes the way we relate to the Lord and ourselves. How often are we crushed with guilt or shame, thinking we've screwed up too much, we're not supposed to doubt Him, we're not supposed to still struggle with these sins.
1: And it's so easy to actually push away from the Lord, maybe just subtly at first, avoiding other Christians, avoiding the Bible, prayer, or church, because we feel like we need to get better before we can come back to God.
0: That's relating to the Lord the way we relate to each other, measuring our love by our feelings and assuming His love works the same way. But the Lord is Hesed love. He's completely committed to us and isn't just watching from the sidelines for us to not sin anymore. He doesn't push us away. He draws us close. We can't deserve Hesed. That's part of what makes it hesed.
1: This is so beautiful. The Lord is so different from us. His love doesn't incentivize better behavior by giving me preconditions that I need to follow to be loved, but instead it transforms my heart by loving me into a whole new worldview.
0: That's where we get the idea that we love because God first loved us. His hesed invites our own. In fact, part of his hesed is his faithful enacted loyalty that fulfills his promise from Ezekiel 36 to turn us into the kind of people who reflect his hesed.
1: And understanding the hesed of God also challenges us to love in this way too. I say I love my kids or my wife or my friends, but how often do I add conditions?
0: The Lord's hesed is challenging but inspiring.
1: Seeing the Lord's hesed love transforms our love to be more like his.
0: We'll leave with a quote from Psalm 25. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your Hesed, remember me. For you, Lord, are good.